And we are back to our special edition podcast. I'm your host, Dave Quinones. I am here with the Deputy Assistant Secretary, Mr. Saunders. Mr. Saunders, it's good to have you back on the show. How you doing, sir? Good morning, Dave. It's great to be here for our podcast. Never thought I'd be doing this with you guys, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for me, too. And listen, it, it really is a pleasure and an honor, sir. So... I'd like to just briefly give our audience a recap of our last two podcasts. Tell the audience why you're running for Secretary General of the World Customs Organization. Sure, Dave. The reason that I'm seeking this position is I really see it as a chance to share what I've been able to learn over the past few decades watching the customs space with colleagues internationally and to help them fulfill the important mandate that they have to secure international trade and to facilitate the flow of legitimate goods. I've really been encouraged by some of the expressions of support that I've received from colleagues when they found out that I was running for this, and they've confirmed their sense that I can be a useful contributor to the WCO and to the global customs community. Again, that's very motivating, very heartening, and certainly something that gives me energy as I look to pursue this really important role on the international stage. You know, when we get that support, that that only pushes us further to do, you know, bigger things right in our life because it's it's uh, it's bigger than us. So l- last time we spoke, we focused on the second of your core pillars, and and again, those 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 pillars, you know, protect, deliver, evolve, and engage. I like to focus on the third pillar, evolve. Can you talk to me about where you see the need to evolve in this ever changing environment that we call trade? Sure, Dave. You know, customs is a consistent function. You know, every country has it. It's part, it's a basic, it's the fundamental of what it means to manage the border. But international trade is always changing. We've got different configurations of trade, more complex supply chains. We've got increased volume. We've got expectations of increased speed. The object that customs is working on is morphing and changing all the time. And with that comes an obligation on customs. If it's going to be able to respond properly, it too has to change. It has to evolve. Customs administrations really do have to look at themselves as continually improving organizations, a continually improving process in the context of the changes that it's facing day to day. It has to be able to deal with risks that are changing, threats that are changing, and not just the ones that it sees today, but the ones that it sees coming down the road. And you bring up a good point, change, right? A lot of the times when things are set, you know, we're used to conducting business, we're we're used to running our organizations a certain way, you know, we're resistant to change. I think that's a natural thing, but we also have to be open-minded and we have to be willing to change with the time, right? I know you mentioned that. So in pursuing the, the evolved portion of your ethos, what challenges do you expect the need to overcome and how will you overcome those challenges? You know, Dave, you've actually hit on a really important one, which is human nature and tradition and the comfort that comes with being able to do something the same way. That doesn't require a lot of pressure or necessarily a lot of pressure to learn. But the other challenges that are out there are the ones that are environmental in nature. When I'm talking about environment, I'm talking about the trade environment. And those are the increasing volumes the increasing complexity of supply chains, the multiplicity of actors that are involved in trade that go beyond the ones that we've traditionally focused on as members of the trade community. We've also got public expectations of speed. I mean, in an era of e-commerce, people are accustomed to getting things in a particular 
amount of time, no matter where they're from. And so we've got public expectations to manage. We've also got constraints in our resources as customs administrations. There aren't infinite resources to do a growing, what is a growing body of work. And then we've got, outside of the realm of legitimate trade, we've got the fact that there are negative actors that are bringing a lot of creativity and a lot of resources to figure out how to circumvent our processes at the same time that we're dealing with all of this change within the general trade environment. In terms of what I would do to try to overcome these issues, you know, I think there are a number of solutions, and one of them is technology. Last podcast, we talked a bit about technology, but in this case, I would talk about the tools that we use to do our processing more efficiently, be it through the use of information or the use of non-intrusive inspection. Technological tools are, are, are fundamental to the solution, but also modernization of practices. You can have the best physical tools, but if you don't have streamlined practices, you're not going to get to these issues of speed and meeting expectation that we've talked about before. We've got to have people that have the skills needed to participate in the process effectively and actively. And we've got to make sure that all the best problem solvers are engaged in the enterprise. You know, the people who are working against us have a lot of smart people, a lot of resources that they're bringing to try to undercut our efforts. We've got to make sure we're bringing our best to our side of the fight. And then we've also got to look at how we build relationships across customs administrations, because the fact of the matter is that we're all in this fight together. We're all in this effort to manage international trade effectively and provide international security and to facilitate legitimate trade. We're all in this together. We've all got a common set of interests that we're trying to fulfill. Looking at how we work more effectively together is, I think, another way we can overcome some of the challenges. We have to work together. We have to set aside our differences you know, for the better of our country. I always like to say that if one person fails, we all fail. So we're all in this together. I love how you put that. So how do you see diversity playing a role in moving the World Customs Organization into the future? So diversity is a really important issue. And I'll, I'll look at that in the context of the WCO. When I think about what's the body of experts that are generating the recommendations, that are generating the ideas that are guiding the international customs community, and making sure that in the people that are working within the organization, we've got the best collection of, of thinkers, of thought leaders to help facilitate those processes and to deliver those products. But then when I look at the members and the world that they live in of managing trade day in and day out, these organizations have to be healthy. These organizations have to have access to all of the best problem solvers. They have to have access to everyone who is motivated to do the important work that is on the shoulder of customs. And that means making sure that your workplace is diverse, so that you've got diversity of thought, diversity of talents, and the ability to leverage the ideas, the education, the experience, of the best possible set of people to deal with what is at its core and changing and increasingly challenging set of topics that are set before customs. You're right. We need to learn, you know, from each other in order to, again, grow and just be better at what we do, you know, to protect our country at the end. So thank you for that, Deputy Assistant. So uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to add in closing? So I think in, when I think about evolving, I think about the fact that I've been around probably 
what a lot of people consider a very long time. And over the 30 years that 30 plus years I've been involved in the custom space, I've actually seen our processes in the U.S. evolve. We were once about enforced compliance. Then we moved to informed compliance and building partnerships with the trade community to help them share the burden of governing the system so that for the benefit of legitimate trade. And now I see in things like the 21st century customs framework, ways that we're even taking additional steps on how we bring new practices and current technology to make the system even better. So I've sort of lived through how we've evolved this in the United States, and it's been very interesting. It's been quite a journey. And that's experience and insight that I hope to be able to bring into the WCO so that U.S. experience alongside experience of other members' administrations that are taking similar or even different paths to self-improvement. Bringing that together for the sake of helping us not just look at the challenges that are before us today, but to be able to respond to those that are coming down the road and in so doing, making sure that nothing falls through the cracks in terms of preserving the safety of the system and facilitating the trade that is the lifeblood of our global economy. Well, that wraps it up for our third podcast. Everybody, please tune in for our fourth and final podcast coming up. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.